This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Ross with Longley Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. same shit it's it's so that and like fortnite came out about the same time but PUBG was meant more for like grown-ups and didn't have a bunch of stupid cartoon characters with costumes and stuff Uh, lo and behold i get back into PUBG, and they are now making it very much like fortnite just not as cartoony but still giving people stupid outfits and stuff which was kind of the appeal of PUBG was that you didn't have all that you know pg crap that you got with Fortnite, it was just a little more real I, not real sure. but you know what i mean you know what i mean labeled a little bit got a little bit more m in there you know yeah yeah i hear you it's a little more pg-13 radar whatever i don't know yeah but it doesn't matter i don't use all that stuff see i'm i'm a, I'm a strategist okay i'm an adult i dress on there in like earth tones and stuff so i blend in better i don't wear like pink <laughs> bright pink outfits and stupid masks and stuff it's called it's called strategy if if i were against predator in that game i think i'd win well i mean at least there's that buddy but hey here we are yeah finally fuck thp 208 I know we only missed like a week, but I feel like it's been so long. I know, man. It's, uh, I think everything's just been, been hectic, a lot going on for everybody. Yep. Green Bay's been out here winning games. Yeah. So, whatever. How's Aaron Rodgers doing? He does not play for the Packers and he is, got injured for the Jets on the very first play of the very first game. And well, not the first play, the first pass of the very first game. And he was out for the season. So that's how he's doing. We have moved on though. We found yet another great, great quarterback. I mean, not being super big in um, in the football and stuff. It always does kind of strike me as sort of funny how someone will get drafted and everyone's like super psyched about it but the moment they get hurt or they start to suck everyone jumps ship and they're like take him out back and you know put him out of his misery put him out to pasture i mean if he sucks he sucks but if he gets hurt you can't really blame him for that but yeah yeah everyone's like aaron Rodgers, and then he gets hurt and they're like oh who who else we got Oh no, the Jets fans are still very excited about Aaron Rodgers. They're just mad that he got hurt. So dude tore his Achilles, dude. Uh I think I remember seeing the video of that, dude. Yeah, dude, you could see it like, uh, like, like uh, pull and it was uh, I'd straight up I'd retire. I'd be like, dude, I no, I can't have this happen again. I'm just done. the I the thought of it is too traumatizing. Yeah. I'm not hell no. No. Not happening. That would that would suck. <clears throat> but what's up to Ivory Colubrico and his Robert name is Adam. 
Adam. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. I'm kidding. What's up, Robert? Adam, you need to message me. I see you in the chat all the time, and I don't know you, so hit me up, dude. Me and him yeah. talk all the time. Gotta be homies. They're just not cool enough. Oh. I see a corn snake in there, so I see why. Is that an insult? No. Oh, I thought you were saying you, you you haven't talked to him because he has a corn snake. In no, 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 no. I was saying I see why y'all oh. talk because I see a corn I snake. You. I'm, you know, I'm. I keep more than snake. corn snakes, Jacob. I don't like to be pigeonholed as a corn snake guy. You just use my full name, and I don't appreciate it. Fuck. I don't. Not think even I've five ever, minutes in, you're using language. I don't think I've ever this is a heard Christian you. show. Sure. I don't think this I've is, ever this is a heard show. you. I don't think I've ever heard you call me Jacob. Jacobius. I'd That's your full that. name, right? No. Legally on your birth certificate? Jacob Finn. For real? <laughs> no, dumbass. That sounds like something they would do up in like Milwaukee. I'm from Manitowoc, and you don't even know where that is in Wisconsin. My virgin ears. Yeah, your virgin <laughs> ears can handle my swear words. Yeah, man. Manitowoc. Hit me up. Do I not? I thought I followed you. Do I not follow you? If I don't, oh, I will. man, I'm bad. At, I'm bad at social Speaking media. Of dude. Quarterbacks and fumbles. Here's Jake fumbling the ball right now. We'll probably have some low attendance because I didn't know we were starting so early tonight. Yeah, I know. I didn't do any sort of like pre-post or anything to it. That's why we were talking about PUBG because I had to get my my one round in before. Yeah. Before we started. And sometimes those games last a minute. Some of them are like a half hour. Some of them are like 45 minutes. Like it's lonely at the top. Sometimes it takes a long time to get there. You didn't even put out to the peeps that we were going live tonight. I put the live. So like it created the event on Facebook and stuff. And it's just sent me an email saying it's real. So what do you got to say to that? Nothing. Whatever, dude. G on your forehead stands for Goober. Goober. Stands for the greatest team in the NFL. Stands for Ganyasoma. Robert knew. Robert knew. Robert knows what's up. Because Robert cares about us, and Robert Robert wants to hear us. Robert's Robert's a stand-up guy. Seems like it. This is episode 200 and what, 8? 8, 208. 208 THP Green Trees. There we go. Lisa knows. Look, Michael Gillen's here. Good evening, sir, Michael. Uh, this episode, as always, is brought to you by blackboxcages.com. You can see a little AR55 action in the in the back there with with Jake and I see some some cages. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. There's a whole stack to my right. If we just want to pan over a little bit. Oh, look at that. Oh, my 70 rack is in the garage right now. But there's normally oh, yeah. there's normally a 70 rack that's right there. But this is a XR. Where's my finger? That's an XR. It's on your hand. That's a little XR 16 right there. Then down below, it's an XR 20. They're stacked up. So I get a lot, a lot of tubs. Which the XR16, the XR20 are pretty much the same rack. There's just four more slots on the 20 than there is a 16. Yeah, they're the same thing. They hold the same tubs, but there's four more slots. And the 20, you can actually get in two heating zones. 
fun fact. I don't think that comes in the 16, but in the 20, you can get like separate heating. So like, say you keep colubrids up top or bottom and you keep pythons top or bottom, they wire it. So it's two different heating zones. So you can heat them to different temperatures. Like you have all two separate thermostats. Again, so, getting the most out of your, I mean, out of your rack. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. You can't ask for better than that. I mean, you can, but you're not going to get it. No, you're not. So, shop around if you need a rack. You need a cage. Sorry, I'm trying to read and talk at the same time, and I can't do that. Uh, uh, blackboxcages.com. Oh. Use the code THN at checkout. Get 10% off your order. You will not be disappointed. You won't. Black PVC, white PVC. I don't. I guess they would do a combination if you wanted to. That seems kind of... They do. I believe they do the Oreo-looking ones, which are actually kind of cool if you're into that. Yeah, if you're into that, I like I like white personally. It's really grown on me. I originally, I have I'm, I'm converted to white. Yeah, when I was first getting into it, I was like, because I was like, oh yeah, black. It's hardcore metal, blah. but. I don't know, black or white just it, it it lights up a little bit better, you know, when the sun the comes in. so much brighter, just yeah. overall. Yeah, it pops a little better, especially in a cage, man. If the sun comes in, the cage just pops a little bit better. And if you add lights, it's even even cooler. Um, so I like white, but black also works fantastic. So if you like black, get black. If you like white, get the quality is excellent across the board. It doesn't Yeah, matter. regardless. They use the same PVC. Just that get yourself color. something nice. Tax season is coming up, so why don't you start shopping now and plotting so that when the time that that money comes in, it's ready to go straight to blackboxcages.com. That's right. And then you save a little extra and you hop over to Steve Snakeshuary. Grab the whole lineup of Venom hot sauce. Yeah, we that, love it. With that 10% off you save from Black Box by using T code THN. That's right. That's right. Use that money you saved and go spend it on some steep snakeshuary hot sauce. It's great. Mm -hmm. so it good. is good. Cottonmouth sauce is where it's at. If you don't even get the whole set and you if if you said, Jakey, I need one bottle, I don't know which one to get, we'd say cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. 100 percent all day, baby. It's so good. You can put it on anything. That's you can right. Put any of it on anything. Put it on my uh, my cinnamon toast crunch in the mornings. It's fantastic. That's disgusting. But the cinnamon gives a little zing. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you like you like hot sauce when the roof of your mouth is roof of your mouth is just. That's right. Fuck. It it sort of exfoliates it so that the pores are ready. Jeff said the Packers are going down. Yeah, we're probably losing on Saturday, but who you are know, you playing? Playing the Niners, and they're they're ranked for they're the first seed in the in the playoffs. So you know we might we're we're probably gonna lose, and I'm okay to admit that because the fact that we beat the ever loving snot out of the Cowboys just fills my heart with so much joy. It's. It's hilarious. We've won more playoff games in Dallas than Dallas has. That's right, Tom Brady. Take that. Tom Brady does not play for Dallas, and he doesn't play at all anymore, actually. So. Do, you know, do you only know two football players, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Cam Newton, is only because he dresses like an idiot. Cam Newton also does not play football anymore. Oh, that's probably a good thing. Probably. Hmm. Right. 
Doesn't matter. Uh, FullViewsApparel.com. Use the code THN at checkout as well. Get yourself some shirts. I got some stuff I got to add. Like the uh, Natural History Doesn't Care About Your Feelings shirt that I'm currently wearing underneath my hoodie here. I need to add that to the site because every now and then I have a design. And I'm like, I don't know how this is, like if people are going to actually want to buy this or not. So I'll put out, I'll do a post or like a poll on the Instagram story and ask like, should I add this to the site? Yes or no. And not a single person uh, between Facebook and Instagram said, no, don't add it. So I'm going to add that. I got an idea for some other designs in my head that I didn't have time to work on tonight <clears throat> that I plan to. Um, and then I got some more mugs in. So I'm going to get mugs back on the website because I sold the last Splendida mug recently, just the other day. So, sir, can you can you quiet your phone? It's not my phone. I got to... I gotta mute this it's on my laptop. Apple guys, man. Gosh. It's on my laptop. Everything's connected, dude. I'm sorry. That's how they get you. That's how Elon follows your every move. No. Cam Newton know. doesn't get his shirts from Full Vice Apparel. That is that is an astute observation there, Nate. <laughs> yeah, something tells me Cam Newton. Probably. Probably not. I need to figure out what, what mugs I'm going to make, though. Like, I feel like I got to get more of the Don't Be a Hemipene ones up. But then there's some other, I feel like there's a ton of other designs that I, I need to, to mugify. So I need suggestions of what's available currently as far as shirts, what needs to be on a, on a coffee mug. And granted right now I only have six coffee mugs, so I've got to be very particular. I thought about taking two designs and splitting it to two mugs each. Maybe, maybe narrow it down to, to two and do three each. Take that, take that rat steak <laughs> picture I sent you that you used on the shirt and just use that picture and slap it on the mug. Why? Cause it would be awesome. And people are going to be, you know, people want to use it as a target. Then make it for me, please. Do you even drink coffee? No, but I can you make it make me a tumbler. Use that. I need to I need to get a, a press for those. So I got one and then the power button didn't work. So we sent it back to Amazon and then they were like, We sent you a refund, but they have not sent a refund yet. So now I'm currently trying to figure that out. And uh this is the difference between putting one on a tumbler and a mug. <clears throat> uh the Mugs, okay. I have a mug press for currently, and if I get a tumbler press, then I can do mugs and tumblers. So, like right now, the tumblers that are like twenty ounces and and longish, those don't fit in that tumbler in the in the mug press that I have currently. So mm -hmm. that's why. And I got tired of ruining tumblers for no good reason, trying to make it work in the mug press. So that's because it's a. Mud press, not Tumblr press. Well, look, Fuck people it. on YouTube managed to make it work, so I was like, I can do that, and it turns out I cannot. I don't know what I'm doing, but I can't do it. Maybe you should figure it out. I will when I get a mug press. Or not a mug press. A press press. A real press. <laughs> a real press. Whatever. Uh, what's, what's, what's new? Uh nothing super nothing really new man you know um i think the last time we talked i did i have it no i didn't i don't know i put stuff in the garage for cold cold um all the oh, when you got it 
You huh? wanted cold, cold boy, and you got it. Oh yeah, it was I almost got a little too I cold. Was thinking cold. about it, I was like, I was like, Damn, I wonder what Jake's doing right now because it's like twenty eight degrees. Last I just night. let him rock out, man. You know, like yesterday, the garage got down to like the high forties, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is all right, you know. And um, so I just kind, I kind, I let it go, you know, I let it rock. I've got a heater in there, but the problem is. I put the the animals that are in the garage and cooling, I put them in a different area of the garage than I did last year. And the closest plug is also the plug that my freezer is plugged into. So I don't want to put the heater into that one too and overload that a little too much. Thank you, Lance. Go, Pat, go. Um, so I don't want to overload that plug too much. So I don't really know what I'm going to do do if i need to use that but i think i'm just gonna let them rock you know um the garage steady stays a little colder as long as it doesn't get down to freezing in the garage i think i'll be all right um so i don't i don't really know um but yeah there's god there's a there's a bunch of snakes in the garage right now um so that's cool um breeding season will probably be busy uh, carpet pythons are paired up currently. My adults, um, they're together. And the room is still cold right now. It's like 60 degrees in here, something like that. And um, I just kind of cooled the whole room, gave, gave everybody about a month off of food. And um, room is about to get warmed back up here soon. Everything's going to be popping and rocking here shortly again and uh yeah other than that um not a whole lot i am donating so some of the babies i produce this year i'm donating several to some nature centers so i'm pretty excited about that um i got a buddy that works for the burton 4-h over in tybee island and uh he's taking a white oak and then he reached out to some of his other sister connects yeah and they're gonna take a few males as well um so that's cool so that'll be fun do they want uh, any hypo corn snakes probably not seeing as they're interested <laughs> don't want more corn snakes this is what to look uh, out for in the wild and if you yeah, see it this is something you're gonna see this is castagna um oh, oh but... ain't going anywhere okay <laughs> let's be real um, but yeah, so that's cool. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going there next weekend. Yeah, Saturday, next Saturday. Going there. Tybee's just a, a miniature version of Myrtle Beach. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The Tybee Island's pretty dope. Um, so I'm bringing, I think right now they're almost taking all of my spare male white oaks and then the one spare yellow rat I have. So that'll be cool. You know, I'm not obviously not making anything off of it, but, you know, I'm really excited to be able to donate to a nature center. You know, I think it'll be cool and get some babies out of my I'd hair. I tell them they could have a corn snake, but I'm afraid SWAT would come and bust their door down. Well, they have. So they they can't keep anything like native, basically. And uh, <clears throat> that includes all the obsolete and corn snakes and all that. Um, but the nature centers have a permit for education. And so that's why they can, they can take my stuff. So it works out. 
What's going on, Adrian? What's up? Have you seen any action on the carpets yet? Uh, no, they're just... It's cold in have, here. How long have they been together? A week. Oh, okay. Or so. So I pretty much... <laughs> it was funny. I put the male in. The female immediately came out of her hide. So I was like, Ooh, I haven't fed her in two weeks. Let's, you know... So I sat there and watched her for a while. And dude, I'm not going to lie, bro. I thought she was going to fuck him up. That's always my my I'm gonna lie. <laughs> always worried about that when I'm putting conjures together at first is like that initial feeding response yeah. really where I'm like, dude, please don't light him up when I'm coming in because it's either yeah. so what the problem is is she's she's hungry, so she's in food mode, and then he's just pissed because I'm dealing like I'm I have him out of his tub anyways, so I like have him trying to bite at anything that moves out of anger, and then I've got her trying to bite anything that moves because she thinks it's food, and so you right. put them together in the tub and it's just chaos. Yeah, so I was I was a little worried about it, but she checked him out. He checked her out, and now they're just in their warm hide together. Because it's I I've been keeping it cold in here to also cycle them, um, but I don't turn the heat off at night because it got a little extra cold. Um, so I just I left their heat on, and they've both been in that hot hide for the entirety of the week they've been together. So I'm about to warm things up in here a little bit. And, uh, you know, see, see what happens, you know, um, really hopeful for baby carpets this year, man. I, I would love to produce some carpet pythons again. So we'll see. In a minute, buddy, it'll be our, our year of retribution because <clears throat> I'm hoping my, my female condor has got something going on. That actually be pretty dope if we like did the two years we actually did it were the same years. What if we're well, I guess I guess I did not produce one or the other unless the other person does too. Well, technically I did produce carpets again without you producing condros. That's true. So because I had him in nineteen and twenty, then you only had him in nineteen. So God, it feels like forever ago. It does. It actually was, dude. That was Four years ago, you know, five, I guess for you, yeah, yeah, going on five. So, either way, I'm pretty excited. Um, you know, albino pines are probably my biggest goal this year. Now that Justin, you shared me a little recipe that Ron Allen told you about. Um, uh, yeah, I asked Tony about that too when I saw him the other day. Tony Mills, uh, yeah. And he, because uh, I was like, you know, hey, what's the, when he pairs his, like, are you pairing them pretty immediately after cooling? Or are you giving them, and then he gives them a little while, but it it's pretty standard in terms of, like, gets, you know, a handful of meals on them and then puts them together. But I don't know. I don't know, dude. I'm going to feed them once and two days after. I'm going to let them chill for... <sighs> Probably three days, give them a small rat each, and a day or two after that, I'm gonna pop them together and hope for the best. I'm gonna do the same thing for the fork line gophers and um, see if we can't get two pit clutches, you know. Um, what I've been doing so. most most years is I'll, I'll warm them up and then I give them about a week to kind of adjust to being back in normal temperatures, and then I'll start giving the females food. Yeah. Uh, sort of do an assessment, see like who's looking thinner than I'd like them to be, you know, post cooling and 
most of the time it's just getting some some food in the females and sort of get that cycle going and then males i'm kind of like you know you'll get something here and there but nothing too crazy and yeah and that's what i norm that's what i do with like rat snakes um i'll give them a week to kind of adjust to everything and then i'll give them a meal and then start pairing um you know but since you told me about Ron Allen telling you about pairing a lot sooner after cooling, then I'm like, I'm gonna give that a go. I've even heard some people cool them together, yeah, uh, which I thought about, but I didn't. I, just, I don't know. I mean, that's what JT yeah. at Silent Hill has done with some of his stuff, and I mean, he had his best season yeah. ever without even wanting to have a good season. He was like, I'm not even yeah. gonna pair that much stuff, and then he. <laughs> he cooled everything like together and he brought everything out and then like every one of his females went and he's like shit yeah, oh, fuck yeah no I, I i don't know they're just so big and i just you know i don't, I don't want to so uh, not that i think it would not that i think it would be an issue but i brought the entire rack in there so it's not it'd be one yeah, thing if i was casters, right you got casters for yours like the no. dolly <laughs> no. oh, so oh. i did not but what i did do is you know those little like carts that not, it's not even a cart it's like this two by fours with wheels on it yeah pretty yeah. much yeah with a little carpeted piece on both sides for like cars and stuff you know and um so i bought one of those and the v70 rack almost fits on that like perfectly there's a little bit hanging off of each side Mm-hmm. So I just take the V70 rack off the toe kick and um, slide it onto there. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but I'm thinking, yeah, with whatever the rack is that I get next from from Black Box is is gonna probably have either dolly or toe kick. Just probably a dolly. Yeah, I, I next Black Box order we get, I might get dollies for everything that I have because good lord. It was nice to like when I was rearranging the room and stuff most yeah. recently, like to be able to just move the V7 yeah. and stuff, you know, the, like yeah. without having to drag them and worry about things tipping over and like tubs sliding out. And for me, the biggest thing was when I just rearranged everything, everything's on toe kicks because I'm, I'm weird about everything being the same. So the first two racks I got, they were on toe kicks. So I got a toe kick for the XR55. Um, but I wanted to flip flop the XR stack and the XR 55 just for just the way it flowed. It would flow yeah. a little bit better if the XR was on the end, but dude, I could not move the XR by myself. Dude, that two stack of mine, I, like, I would love to put a toe kick under that, but it's like, I'm not pulling that, that <laughs> rack off yeah. and then lifting this other one. Like I'm not, I'm not no. pulling a back muscle. Or the like, toe kick's great. Like I love the toe kick, but dude, I I could not slide it. I couldn't move it. Nothing. Like it just it was not happening. I was sitting on my butt, like trying to push it with my legs and all this shit. All this stuff, dude. I'm in here looking like a fucking idiot. I could not get that thing to move. Yeah, once those things are filled up and stacked, man, they're like they it's going to take a lot to, to knock those things over. You know, like a lot of older, old racks came with like the attachments to like strap them to a, a wall stud or something in case yeah. like book bookcases usually have something that come with them that like you attach it so that if it ever falls over, it's got like the catch basically. Yeah. You ain't ever going to need that for these, man. It's gotta yeah. be like a, a 
major earthquake to make those things tip over. Yeah, it's it's intense. But yeah, I would like to get everything on casters just to make these moving easier, especially since I prefer to just take the whole freaking. Yeah, and you don't realize how how great they are until you have to rearrange the room and then you're like man, it's, just- <laughs> so it's it goes back to like the whole like i'd rather need i'd rather have it not need it than need it and not have it type of deal so i definitely regret not getting casters just to save you know 20 bucks or whatever it was you know so yeah definitely agree going with one or the other though if y'all get from black box definitely get casters or a toe kick um yeah, and see, I don't have that on my XR stack, and the very bottom two tubs are definitely a little stiffer to pull out. But yeah. it's because I'm on carpet, so there is like a recession almost, like it sinks into the carpet some. Yeah, like so, it almost not it it warps it ever so slightly. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to have it on a hard surface if you're on carpet. If I had it on a toe kick, those so. those bottom tubs would would come out just as easily as yeah. everything else does. So. Yeah, my bottom tubs are no different from any of the other ones, so it's pretty great. But, anyways, any anything new on your end? Do you pairing stuff up? I know you pulled stuff out of some stuff. Uh, like- pulled stuff out of cooling, and then I'd had a couple pairs of, uh, of corns, and I, you know, I was like, let's see if anything happens. We'll try them early and kind of put them together and and kept an eye on them to see if, if there was any noticeable interest and there really wasn't. So, you know, it's whatever I pulled them and it's, we had the corn stars draft, um, recently, a couple episodes back. Uh, was that last week? The corn no. episode was last week. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, well, how do I know this and you don't, I really enjoy doing that episode and that show each year. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but the problem is, is you have your like your best friends in your ear going, dude, do it, do, do it, put these do, together, put these do together, it. do it. So do here's it. what we this is this is real talk time, okay? Uh, I'm putting some of these corns together. You know the honey pair that we were talking about in that episode, and that annery to the Beaufort County Mail that we were talking about, and I just kind of stopped and thought to myself, like, what are you doing? Right. You don't need to be producing more corns right now. And so I was kind of like stopped and I pulled the, you know, pulled the snakes and separated them. And I don't know, man, I was just like, this is like, as much as I want to pair these and I'm, I'm still going to pair the pied blood reds. I'm still probably going to pair the ladies Island stuff. Like those two pairs are definitely what's happening, but I'm thinking on the corn front that's I'm an, I'm forcing myself to just keep it to that and not do anything else. Yeah. Now me saying that and me doing that are two different things because <laughs> I just see some pairs and I'm like, you know, that, that, that those would be cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I really, I just, I was sitting there and I was like actively putting things together. And then I was just like, what, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? This is, I've still got, I don't need more babies. I've already, I've still got a lot of babies from last year. And I was just like, this is, this is stupid. What am I doing? So how many pairs are you planning on doing? In corns, just those, those, that pied pair and that ladies Island to the mail that I got back from you. So 
Because what I had talked about sort of with my initial plan of the Ladies Island pairing was like, okay, you know, I can produce some and then hold on to a few more. And then, you know, if there's anyone that has any interest, you know, sell a few and then whatever's whatever I have left, uh, go and release back onto my parents' property. Okay. Um, okay. But then Loafman was talking on the latest CCR episode about translocation and how there's a lot more that goes into it than sort of just letting stuff go in a designated spot. So I want to sort of pick his brain on that a little more. Um, Because Tony does a similar thing on Spring Island with their their Eastern Kings, and he has some corns that he releases out there too that are also Spring Island animals. Um, So I, I need to probably ask him about it too some, but... I don't know. Yeah, I know there's a whole lot that goes into actually releasing. You know, it's better to have like a totally separate space for them if you're going to do it, you know. And sure well, it's like it's not necessarily I'm not worried about the genes because they're, you know, they're going to be. It's not genes. It's, it's more that like in pathogens are kind pathogens, of. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like not that there's away anything. from everything else. There's nothing in my collection that I'm I'm particularly worried about or that I know of that's going on. So there's not that or anything, but it's like this things you just, you don't see. I don't know. I mean, it could be completely negligible and I could just be feeding the local coral snakes. I don't, I don't know. We'll, right. we'll see, but the pides I'm not as worried about as far as, you know, having, having more, more mouths to feed. Cause pretty much half that, at least half that clutch is just going to go to Chris. So, um, we'll see. But yeah. Christian said he could use another ladies island female. Yeah. Everybody could. I think I hope the female I, I have is actually a female. Me too. <laughs> I have to see. I don't know if I have any like F1 ladies islands or if, I, if everything I have still is pet ghost. Might have to look. I mean, you have some holdbacks, don't you? Yeah. But they're holdbacks. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm oh, you mean like, oh, you mean like available. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant like in general. No. But uh, so that's kind of the plan with corns. I'm not going to do beards this year. I'm just going to give all those females a year off. Um, not sure if I'm going to do the persinum this year or not because I've talking to Matt. That was kind of the initial plan when when he had sent them to me. But then I'm looking at the female and I'm asking him how big like an adult female is because uh, I, you know, you look at pictures online and it's kind of hard to gauge exactly how how grown and a full grown adult is, uh, especially these are the Vietnam, uh, Vietnamese localities. So they're supposed to get considerably larger than the others. Um, but without any sort of reference or context, it's hard to say for sure what that what that is. But right. I don't know. Those may, I may give those one more year before I pair them up. And talk to Matt about that. Uh, Condros, though, female has been kind of looking like she's got something going on. Follicles, maybe. No ovulation yet. Um, but she is looking pretty lumpy. So she's perching a little odd. So I'm thinking she's got something going on, but. Haven't seen any any action as far as locks from them lately, so maybe the male got the job done. Uh, I won't pull him until I, you know, know for sure she's she's holding. So 
that'll be nice because that's also a factor in, in thinking about pairing this year and stuff. It's like if I'm gonna have yeah, if I'm gonna have baby chondros, that's gonna take up considerably more time than other stuff will, you know. Um, just yeah, getting them going, and then it's like, so do I really want more corn snake babies on top of chondro babies? Um, on top of anything else that maybe goes as far, you know, as far as the percentum go, the rhinos, I don't know if I'm going to give that female off a, a year again. Um, those babies are still, they're getting easier to start to sort of sell the mice to. Are so they, this, are they all on mice yet? So there's now one that is holding out and will, if I put a mouse, like a pinky in with some rosies, it will eat the rosies and ignore the pinky. But everything else will, if I put like, two rosies and a pinky in there all three will be eaten okay um so i mean it's getting to the point now where i can put in one rosie and a pinky and most of them will take that so we're like we're getting there and if i put the pinky in there while the rosie's in there and start sort of wiggling around like it's a like it's a fish they'll grab it um so we are making making progress there but you know again that on top of chondros on top of corn snakes on top of some other stuff if assuming everything goes um that's a lot you know, yeah. that's that's a lot of time to, to be putting into feeding stuff and whatnot. And um, I mean, the good thing is, if that happens, then I mean, your conjures would probably move pretty quick if you sell the majority of them. So, yeah, that's a it's a high demand animal. I hate to put it like that. Oh, it is. But, but the, you know, I also regret not holding on to more with that first clutch. So. I mean, I'm not saying don't hold on to any. I'm just saying, oh, like, sure. the ones you want to move will probably move pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't mean to make it sound like it's about money or anything because it's not. But it's as far as moving animals. The concern of, of having to sit longer than. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get it. I know what you mean. Yeah. It'd be nice if she goes. Um, That'd be cool, man. That'd be, be really exciting. Cool. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with carpets, dude. Like, I just, I want more. I want baby carpets so bad. <laughs> I would Are you going to do maternal at any point? Probably not. Maybe, I mean, at some point, you know, eventually I'd like to try it. You know, for me, it's more of a, <laughs> it, I, don't, I hope this doesn't sound bad, but it's going to be one of those things. If my incubator is full and I get another carpet clutch, then sure. You know, it's the tricky part of if you're breeding multiple species across multiple sort of groups, um, right. You know, you're not going to incubate carpet eggs anywhere close to the same temperature that you're going to incubate rat snake eggs at. Like no. those are, those are almost opposite ends of that freaking spectrum. Yeah. And I mean, it's not really, this would be more so if like I had several carpet pairings going, Cause I incubate my rat snake eggs in my closet, you know, like mm -hmm. I don't put those in the incubator anyways, but it's more so like down the road. If I have several carpet pairings going and my incubator's full, then yeah, yeah fuck it. Yeah. I might give it a go. Um, and I'm not saying I never would if I have incubator space, but I don't, it's not something that I'm really, I, I want to experience try. it just once. Yeah. It's something I'd like to, you know, maybe it, it's something I try out and then I'm like, you know, this was, this seemed to work out so well. I had, you know, very little issue. I have more faith in, in maternal as far as like temperatures being more consistent and stuff. Cause yeah. mom is going to be way more dialed into that stuff than, than an incubator ever will be. Yeah, for sure. 
you can't sure. convince me otherwise. Um, I just think it would be so cool to to try it out at least once. And again, if it if it works out better than artificial incubation in terms of like hatch rate, babies seem to be overall healthier. You know, they they're bigger, they're just better. Uh, then maybe it's something I I try to do consistently. Um, you know, and of that, course, assuming the female stays on the clutch and doesn't doesn't bail and and that like is that. the general consensus is the, fe- the like the babies come out bigger, more, more robust, better food responses, all that stuff. So I definitely see the perks. I couldn't even give you a a valid reason as to why I wouldn't, to be honest. It's scary. It's scary. And like, it's more so like, I don't want my female off of food that long. Cause by the time that comes around, like by the time she lays, she's already been off food for, you know, a few months. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then to add another two months onto it, you know, it's, <clears throat> but it also like comes into the argument of like, is that what's better for the female? See, I don't, I think there's a reason, you know, there's a reason they've evolved over so many millennia to be able to do that without any issues in the wild where there's way more, more of a likelihood of something happening to her than, than in a box. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, are we actually like, again, this is probably a stretch, but are we shortening the lifespans of our animals by not doing maternal? You know, like it's, it's an impossible figure to, to, figure out you know but it, it's a factor you know it'd be really interesting to know in terms of physiologically sort of how they reset after something like that yeah compared to like how we do it where it's like okay they've laid we pull the eggs female goes back to business as usual um that is i mean you think about it like that is a major reset yeah like biologically like that's a big yeah. that's like wiping the slate clean almost yeah And I, and I also wonder like, you know, in your four foot, what most, most people keep carpets and four foot cages, um, in your four foot cage, there's only like so much room to go. There's only so many parameters you can give her. So it's like, she kind of has to choose one or the other, a little colder, a little warmer, maybe somewhere in the middle, you know, in the wild she can go pick the perfect spot and who are we to know exactly what the perfect spot is to that animal you know what i mean like how do we know this is the the money area for her you know just because we put our lay box where we think is best you know she may not like it you know but she has to because she's in a four foot fucking box doesn't have any other yeah. choice so i don't know i mean they're, they're there's just they, so many factors to it i overthink it you know they've also i mean they've also adapted to this point it's like if they were they that fragile that's what i have to remind myself with with a lot of stuff is like if they were really that fragile like take a second step back and look at look at it from a common sense perspective of like okay conjure hasn't eaten in a month right you know, is it the end of the world? No, these things probably go consider like the same amount of time, if not longer, in the wild. Right. And that's even after they're expending way more energy going up and down a tree, you know, from from dusk till dawn, waiting for hours in the same position, not moving for something to come by. And they, you know, more often than not, they 
they get nothing for it. So it's baby them, you know, don't baby them to death kind of thing. It's yeah. You know. tough. There's, there's a reason they're still around. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but I don't know. There's just, there's other, there's just so, there's so many factors into it. Cause I also take like, you know, UVB exposure into it. Like I don't have UVB on my carpets, you know, I probably should, but I don't. You know, and it's stuff like that where I'm like, you know, does that help with, you know, their incubation period? Does it help with the recovery period? You know, it's just like there's so many little things that I probably overthink when it comes to it that I'm like, yeah, I have an incubator. So just, you know, yeah, whenever I get get this pair set up in something sort of more permanent, uh, you know, that female in particular and stuff, I would like to get UV in there and have it on a timer yeah. so that it's only on for, you know, three or four hours a day. Uh, That's something that I am going to change over with all my carpets, especially is in their cages. I, I have a perfect bulb for like a, it's a really low wattage basking bulb. It actually gets very hot that puts off UVA rays. Um, so that's going to be a thing that I add for the carpets is night drops every night, regardless of the season, you know, and, uh, have a light bulb on a timer for, you know, eight, 12 hours a day mm -hmm. or whatever, and, uh, have an actual hotspot that's putting out UVA. If you be UVB on for three or four hours a day, then an led that's on, you know, for night and day. I'm going to start doing that for all my carpets, especially. Um, I tried it with one cage from Black Box and one rat snake. And I could probably dial it in a little better um, and do it. But the way I set up my room with all my other setups, I started doing ambient. Then it got way too hot in that enclosure with the heat bulb in it. So I just kind of, you know, ditch that. I do UVB and LEDs now for them. I don't do the whole basking area with rat snakes. Um, but for carpets, I really think it would benefit a lot Yeah, a lot for them. So, um, you know, cause the whole, like, and I do that, I do it with my room too. I always let my room get cooler at night. Um, not a ton, you know, but I let it drop at night and I do, I am starting to get on the train of that is important of having some type of night drop every night because it's. It's natural. It's never, yeah, it's not going to be straight 80 degrees 24-7, you know, where they're from. So sometimes I let it get 82, 84 during the day, then, you know, 79, 78, 77, you know, at night. And, you know, just let it, I let it fluctuate, man. You know, I kind of let the outside, you know, help. I usually leave my heater on one setting and whatever if the outside makes my room from there is what I let it be. Um, and that's been working really well for me, you know, keeping everything from pituophis to hog noses in that setup with no external heat and everything's doing really well. So. This little hog nose I got at work has been, I can't, that dude won't eat. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I can't tell if it's just because overall it's cooler at work. Um, he has a heat pad and stuff, so you know he has access to heat. But I've offered him a couple things, and he's just no interest in them. But he's cruising constantly. Like, have you like left it and drop drop fed? 
Uh, yeah, a couple things. I, I made. I probably just need to start really small and go up from there because I think some of the stuff I was giving him is probably a little, little bigger than he was wanting. So, if he's cruising, do small and then leave it in a corner. You know, so he'll run yeah. into it while he's going. Um, leave it in a corner, and then if he still doesn't eat, get some pink salmon. Juice. Well, he was eating, so before he was brought to us, he was, I was told he was eating pinkies on the regular, and it's it's an adult male hog, yeah, so I was like, I'm not going to give him pinkies too big for that, and like, I'll have to give him like four of them. It's a western, Daryl. It's a normal western. Wilson is his name. Um, Wilson. Yeah, because he got left behind, so I don't know if I told the story or not, but what? basically, my co-worker's son worked at an apartment complex down in florida and i guess in one of these apartments someone either got evicted or they just decided to up and leave like they just left all their stuff and just left maybe they got murdered who knows uh so they left this hog nose in the tank and everything and her son took it because he's like oh i've always wanted a snake you know have it uh after a while he realized he's terrified of it because it does the hog thing of like huff and puff and hiss and false strike and stuff like that and he, you know, he then told my coworker, like, can you ask Justin if he'll take this? Cause, cause I'm scared of it. And so she brought it and, uh, I was like, I don't have anywhere to put a tank at home. Like I'm not doing this. Like, let's keep him here. Office and snake. office snake. And that's Dude, what put, he has become. Put a little like kazoo in there for like a, we have these giant ones. <laughs> yeah. So I was saying it's a I was, Yeah. It would be a good hide. Come on, man. He'd fit in that, no sick. problem. Freaking sick, dude. Um, but he's just a normal. I don't know if he has any heads or anything. Um, honestly, I couldn't. If he did, I, I if there was like het markers or something, I wouldn't know what they were. Um, but he's an adult male, uh, and he's just cruising all the time. So I can't tell if he's just in girl mode and has no interest in food as a result of that. Um, if the sort of the constant stimulation of us being outside the cage, moving around and stuff is, is sort of freaking him out. But when yeah. you take him out, he's fine. Like he doesn't, he's completely mellow when you, when you handle him, he's not flighty at all. I don't know, but I just remember my male hog that I had a couple of years ago. Like he would refuse food all the time. And it was just That's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'll offer him something. He's probably not going to take it. And then like once every like, two or three months he'd eat i'd be like okay there we go and then be the same thing and after like the you know the third time of doing that i was like that's just the way he is like i'm not worried about yeah. him he's fine that's exactly how my first hog nose was i got a little male and he ate sometimes you know i had him for years you know i probably had him for three or four years and uh, he was really small you know he was tiny but you know he would pretty much eat when he wanted it was never off tongs. It was always drop fed, cover the cage up. You know, back then I fed in external tubs because that was the right thing to do. Um, but, you know, he, he would never eat off tongs. Would always cover up the little, his little feeding tub. And, you know, and it was like I said, it was like sometimes he would probably eat once a month. Yeah. There's a couple times he would eat regularly. He'd eat every week for, you know, a couple weeks. And I was like, all right, cool. He's on, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and then it's, he's done. It's like, no, nope, fuck you. I'm done for yep. two months. And yeah. yeah. My but males now, my males now, they're young, but <laughs> boy, the complete opposite. Yeah. 
Well, of course, I'm telling my coworkers this because they're like, you need to feed him. He's thin. He needs to eat. And he's like, you know, all of a sudden I I laughed. I was like, I had no idea I worked with so many snake experts. Yeah. Because they're telling me all the things I need to do. And I'm like, okay. I was like, don't baby him, first of all. I was like, he don't don't need to be fed constantly. That's how you get it. That's right. But it's funny how all of them are so minus the one that, that her son brought the snake, you know, she's cool with snakes. She, every time I get one in, she's like, can I hold, can I hold it? Can I play with it? I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, even your stuff. I'm like, yeah, go for it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Like when I've gotten some corns and stuff, she's like, can I hold it? And I'm like, yeah. And then she, of course she takes it and disappears to her office and I don't see it for half an hour, but, um, everyone else like, they don't like snakes. But they like Wilson. Like my coworker that works with me directly up front, who does the embroidery and stuff. Uh, what? What's her? What's Cammy. Cammy. Yeah. She has never. She's not been a fan of snakes. But she has become very attached to Wilson. She won't touch him. <laughs> she won't handle him. I got her. I managed to have her change his water the other day, which was a big step. Ah, yeah. But she. She's like, I don't want to touch him, but I love him. Fair enough. That's she's all right. like he's adorable. She like talks to him all the time. And then the other, I one of the girls that works in the back, she's the same way. She's like, I don't want anything to do with it, but she'll come up and like look for him in the mornings and like, <laughs> you know, it's just it's so funny to watch them because they they yeah. they they're curious. Yeah, but they don't like they that's still just... have their limits. It's just so funny because it's like that's just how it is. Like our species is just so hardwired to. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. Like if you have a, if you're doing like a, an event, like a public event or something, and you have a, you know, you have a snake, like there's going to, there's going to be somebody that's like, uh, dude, do not come near me with that. No, but even the people that are scared gotta, gotta see it. Yeah, they gotta, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're so curious, like there's, there's a little bit in them there that they're yeah. curious enough to where they, they are, they do want to see it. They may not want to touch it or anything like that, but it just cracks me up how it's like our species is still so hardwired to like, have to investigate even if they already know like yeah. what it is and what's going on especially like with snakes in particular you know that's a, that's how kayla is with um one of my snakes but my biggest snake actually papaya you know she's my breeder female carpet she's just she's the absolute beast she's huge and uh but she's like the sweetest snake ever you know take her out she's totally chill Kayla's like, oh, papaya is my favorite snake. She's amazing. And I'm like, you want to hold her? And she's like, no, I don't want to touch her. I don't want to hold her, you know, but she's my favorite, you know, and and that's cool. You know, that's fine. Yeah, you got a favorite. It's, it's, it's I got Cammy to hold Wilson at one point because I was oh, like, she did. She did was hold like him. Him. yeah, and I was, she's like, I'm afraid I'm going to like drop him or he's going to like move suddenly. I'm going to I'm going to fling him. So I was <laughs> like, OK, I was like, come over to the I was like the table where we we, you know, get the shirts all set up and stuff to get printed and i was like hold them over the table like put your hands on the table and then if something happens you can just move your hands away yeah and you don't have to worry about dropping them all right and so she did that for like 30 seconds and then she was like okay you can take him back you can you can take him <laughs> back I was, like, I was like he's not doing anything i was like he's fine that actually happened with my male hog nose he was very hog nosy and he would you know hiss and blah 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 my friend was trying to learn about snakes and um so I took him out to kind of show him, you know, I showed him how he acted, you know, I was like, you know, you got a blah, blah. He's like, well, can I hold him? 
And I was like, you can, but just like, you know, watch it. You know, he's going to hiss. He might fling his head. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. I, I get it. And I was like, okay. You know, so luckily he was standing over carpet, but he's holding him in his hands, you know, like, like you're cupping some water, you know, he's holding him like that. And all of a sudden he flattens out a little bit. And I'm like, oh God. And he goes, Psst. he flings his head and he just goes, whoop. <laughs> straight down it's like dude you're off no you can't you're not allowed to hold any more snakes yeah know. wilson wilson will do that in particular if he's in a mood you know and so like you go in and he'll start doing the the huffing and the puffing and the hissing yeah. and the, you know the the striking and stuff the dance the dance and sarah who's the girl that that likes snakes you know wants to hold him she's like can you get him out for me and i was yeah. like i told her i explained to her i was like it's all bark it's all show i was like the only time that i'm ever worried about getting bit by a western is if i smell like food food and i was like he's gonna he's what he's doing is working because it's making you not want to go near him i was exactly. like it's all an act i was like I, I like i told her i was like i will give you my house and my car right now if you reach into that tank and you get bit by that hog nose yeah it's like that's how confident i am that that nothing's gonna happen because i'll like i walked over there after I was telling her this, she's like, it's, he's, it's not, he, he won't stop. And I just reached in there and grabbed him. Boop. Not a pip. Like, not a, not not a, a pip. Yeah. Nothing. So, I was like, it's all an act, dude. She's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> and now she's like, can I get him? I was like, can you? I don't know. Give it a shot. Yeah. So, so are they, like, holding him, like, all the time type of No, deal? no. Okay. Sarah, I was say that might that might play into it. No, taking him out three times a day. Sarah will come over every now and then. Okay, like you know, she at least asked me first. She's like, "Can I take him out?" I'm like, "Sure," but we also try to keep it on the download because, like, my boss knows that he's there. But we're also like trying not to draw too much attention to him because if Sarah (laughs) decides to take him out and we've got a bunch of people there for like a tour or something, I don't want people freaking out. Right. So I'm usually like, if there's a lot of people in there, she's like, gonna hold them. I'm like, no, man. I'm like, come back later. Like, all right, now, what are you doing? Gonna get us in trouble. Because we were, we and Cammy both fully expected Steven to be like, get rid of it, take it home right now. It's a problem. Yeah. But so far, he's like, you know, he's like, how bad is her bite? I was like, mm, I'll leave that. <laughs> I don't know how to say that in a way that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I can attest to the fact that it's not great. <laughs> I can tell you that it's not fun. You just see the little jowls on those things, dude. You know they got dude, some, they're they're they little can... bulldogs, yeah. man. They they dude, if they grab you, if they don't want to let go, it's it's a bad time, dude. I've been seeing some reels lately of some just going ham on the edge of a tub, and I'm like, damn, dude, they're like really going for it. Yeah, dude, they're, they're giving it their all. They're not like, dude, if you get, if you get latched on to by, I tell you my, you know, if you want to call them venomous, call them venomous. My, I'm going to call it, refer to them as non-venomous in this scenario. My most painful non-venomous snake bite was from a hog nose that was two foot long. But you were saying it was like the actual bite itself. Like, yeah, the, the action of the bite. Yeah, not like the afterwards. It was the actual like, like holding on to me because thing wouldn't let go, and it just it felt like a vice grip on my freaking finger, dude. And it, it hurt. I'm not gonna lie, that sucker hurt. 
you know, afterwards, like, yeah, it was swollen and all that. So my finger was sensitive and all, but like the actual bite itself, dude, it, it did not feel good. It was not good. And well, I mean, it definitely, I took a food response bite from an adult carpet one time and that wasn't great either, but mm -hmm. you know, that, that had like my whole like hand, like right here, this one had my finger by the tip and I'm like, ah, you know, it was. It was not fun. I didn't How to go again? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you have any plans for the year in terms of things you're wanting to get more of or get into species-wise? I mean, everything. Anybody... You're, are, you, are you? Do you have a mental list for Daytona yet? No. No, that's... I don't, I really don't make a list for Daytona. It's more like I walk around if I see it and it's something I've been looking for, I'll get it maybe. But if I I'm, buys it, I buys it. Yeah. If I, I'm really at a point where I really don't want to add a lot more stuff. Um, I'm actually thinking about moving on a few things, but yeah, I don't want to move any of it. Um, but the things that are always on the deck aren't new species, you know, like I always. Yeah, I always want Jani. I'm I'm always on the lookout for North Mexican pines. Um, those are always a go-to if I got the money and it's they're available. Um, so those are always a go-to. New localities of yellows, those are always a go. You know, um, those are harder to come by. You know, I'm hoping to maybe catch a few come herping season. Uh, but we'll I was really that. surprised. I I don't think I saw any live ones last year really i saw a couple dors but normally especially with the mouse house there's usually at least once once in the season maybe twice i'll find one in in the the rat barn yeah like hanging out trying to kind of either successfully scoring a free meal through those hold hold out like grow out tubs yeah or sitting on top of one of the racks just waiting trying to figure out how to get in there but i did not have that happened last year come to think of it um i know i had to find a yellow rat last year there's no way I did. it wasn't calawasi right was that the year uh, before? That, was, that was the year before i found two in calawasi which i still regret not keeping those things dude so much and then the year before the year are we, are we allowed to use your work vehicle for herbing no that's our trojan horse man come on I'll use that on my own time, like I, while I'm at work. I actually keep snake packs in just, my work truck. Just tell them I'm there for a ride along, dude. I, I making sure my tax dollars are going to good use. I've thought about it so many times. It's like, dude, I if I pull up in my county truck, bro, like they just they wave me in. They're just like, Doo -doo. yeah, they don't know I don't get off. Yeah, that's not a security threat at all. Yeah, they don't know I don't get off. You know, <laughs> four, five, like, you know. Show up at like six o'clock, be like, Yeah, it's an emergency inspection I gotta do. But yeah. Daryl said his worst bite, a full on anger bite from his twenty five to thirty pound raccoon poncho, dead center of my left thumb where it joins the hand. Oh fuck, fuck that. That sounds horrible. <laughs> 25 to 30 pounds doesn't sound like much when you take it in the in the context that's a of a raccoon. raccoon. That's a big raccoon, that's a dude. Big raccoon, dude. 
I think probably one of the sketchiest things I did is there's this lady that my mom knows and she's she's kind of she's kind of an oddball and she's super paranoid about snakes like extremely paranoid about snakes. And so I kind of went through, you know, her yard a couple times because you know, she swore she saw a snake in her yard. So I looked around, be popped in there, whatever. And uh, she asked me to go through her shed. And so I was going through her shed, you know, just kind of picking apart stuff, seeing if anything was in there. I moved some stuff and here sits this massive possum. Like it was, it was huge just sitting there. And I was like, well, what do I do with this you know and back then i was young and you know didn't really care you know and uh pretty much do anything if you dared me to do it and um so i went and found her i was like hey there's a big possum in your you got a weird looking dog in your shed yeah there's a big possum in your shed you know what do you want me to do with it That's some sort of euphemism in alabama i'm sure yeah right Hey girl, there's a big possum in your shed. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> and uh, she was like, well, can you get it out? And I was like, I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I can try. So she gave me this dog crate, right? You know, one of those carry crates for your dog. And, like a big um, one or like a little one? Like a, like a medium size, you know, uh, like for, it was for a smaller dog, you know. And I said, this was a big possum, dude, like full grown. And so I went in there and I was like, fuck it, you know? And so I went and just like grabbed this thing by the tail. Come on, buddy. Just like picked him up and he was all ah, like reaching for me. I was like, oh my God. I had this thing by the tail. I dropped him in the freaking dog crate and went and walked him off somewhere else. I was out there in Port Royal and just walked him to the woods somewhere and let him go. But it's like, yeah, I did that. Grab a possum. My bare hands. My bare hands. My bare hands. I'm a man. Terrell said, bitch, jack me up nerve damage for six months. Yeah, Yeah. raccoons are kind of almost like keeping like those small monkeys and stuff. It's like they're great until they decide that they're not. And then it's when things go south, like they go, they go south. I'd keep a possum before I kept a raccoon. I would for sure. Straight up. I don't trust raccoons. Raccoons seem like keeping those would be just be like an ultra destructive cat. Yeah. Like you thought cats like to knock stuff over and cause absolute chaos. You know, like raccoons would be that, you know, like tenfold. Yeah, for sure. No. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. The coolest thing probably ever. So I, I ever caught, you know, I was out at, when I was working at the plantation for my internship for college, um, we caught it. Or I, I trapped a lot of animals. It was mostly for like uh, armadillos and stuff, but I always caught possums, raccoons, shit like that. And um, I was walking up to this trap and I see an animal in the trap. I'm like, okay, cool. I got something. And it was like, I, I look at it and it's like the, from afar away, it was like, this, it was like this golden color. And I was like, what the hell is that? Is that a, yeah, I had no idea what it was. Thought it may have been like a baby fox or something. And I walk up to it, dude, and it's a, it's a blonde raccoon. This thing I've was, seen some that had kind of a blonder look to them. But I mean, like, this thing was blonde, like lighter like than an albino. My, yeah, like lighter than my hair, but it didn't have like red eyes or anything. It was like mm. 
it was blonder than my hair and i looked it up and sure enough it's called the blonde raccoon it's one of the coolest things i've ever seen like out there you know and um it was pretty cool man i don't know you see some, see some cool stuff when you're out in, out in the woods what's on the agenda for herping Oh, where's like what's where like where are we gonna are we gonna hit up some spots what are we doing you yeah, take I, it with you that depends on where you want to go my friend yeah you know? i really want to hit up that little spot out on the way to edisto in, in jacksonboro like, oh yeah like locally it's 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 on like donkey kong my friend you know we, we're going ham locally that's for sure um we're going to i'm definitely i have a new spot out in Ridgeland area that I think is really juicy. Um, I've only checked it out once, but it was towards the end of the season, but there's a lot of longleaf pines, you know, natural habitat, um, public. It's like a WMA type type deal. Um, so I really want to check that out more. Um, there's a lot of land to cover. So that's definitely on the agenda. Um, and there's like a water where there's, there's a boat landing, but it's a really shitty boat landing but i think it could be a good spot for a lot of stuff um so definitely a lot of local things um definitely florida you know a couple times i'm already planning a south florida trip and hopefully june maybe um we're gonna we're planning on going going south florida um you know central obviously is definitely gonna happen um we got the the uh, francis marion trip, trip. Yeah, yeah planned in april um i am looking forward to that that was that was a lot yeah. of fun going up to augusta yeah you better not leave early this time not augusta what was it athens athens yeah you better not leave early this time you loser well it's different because it's not you know four hours not drive. a four and a half hour drive yeah that was a drive dude i left it like I think I left at like five in the morning for that because I couldn't get there the day before when you got there, so I got there a day late. Yeah, so you're giving me a hard time about about leaving early when I was I showed up on time. Yeah, well, I didn't know about it until like a week before, so it was a little different for me, and I still went. Loser. And. And. No, hey. like I, I left because I was like doing the math, and I was like, "Man, I really don't want to be rolling in to town at like nine at night." Oh, were you leaving that day, anyways? I think so. Wow, I thought you just decided to leave a day or no, no. It was just it was like I wanted to get get back home at a reasonable hour. I see. Well, never mind. That's how you know you're getting old. When you're like, man, I really don't want to be getting home at like eight. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I definitely want to hit Hunt Club in prime time this year, and I want to explore Hunt Club a little bit more because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of public roads you can go through back there. I've got my little circle, you know, route through there, but. I feel like if we get more into it and search some roads like deeper into the woods, it, mm -hmm. might, it might produce a little bit more. Um, so I definitely want to explore that a bit. Um, but yeah, I also want to hit up that spot up towards like, yeah, that, that spot in between here and Charleston that you hit up. Yeah. 
Yeah. I definitely want to go there a little bit more. Um, there's a, I, would, I want to check that out. And then there's, what's it I just don't know what the best time to go to that spot would be. Like, I definitely want to get there earlier in the day than sort of the time we were there. I mean, the best time, I mean, best time of year is early. Like, you want to go in spring, you know, as well, soon yeah, as it starts warming up. I but, definitely, that'd be one of those things where it's like, I want to wake up at like, because it'd probably be like, what, an hour, hour drive? Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. Without traffic, maybe not that long, but. Uh, there's not much traffic. There's not, but <laughs> it'd just be to get out there and get there nice and, and early enough to where you can catch things yeah. sort of at sunrise when things are starting to kind of come out and whatnot. That'd be good. If I had it, if I had it my way, what we would do is go out there early morning, spend a few hours out there and then go, you know, dick around during lunchtime or whatever, and then hang around and then stay there and do some evening evening looking like a little about mm -hmm. two hours before the sun goes down you know um, and then start looking some more um, but I don't know definitely my WMA too that's, I need to go there more this coming season um, I didn't go there nearly enough last season because um, dude I got, I got a spot for cotton mouths and I just love seeing cotton mouths too so Definitely hit that up. I'd like to more. get out to Pinckney again. Pinckney's cool. I went there a few times. Yeah, I've only been out there the one time with Olsen. And I mean, we saw, uh, you know, a Copperhead and some other stuff, but it was so massive. Like, if I was going to do that again, I'd be bringing a bike. Yeah, you need a bike for that like, place. Because we be. walked and walked and walked, and it was like, fuck, like, how far away did we freaking park? <laughs> like, Good Lord. Once we realized we were going the wrong way, too, we probably walked a solid, like, two miles before we were like, we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. I was like, yeah. shit. Luckily I I've learned, that. I've learned that place pretty well now. Like I, I know where to go and mm -hmm. how to get in and out. It's just such um, a cool place, man. It's so it bizarre. It's that it's like nestled right there. Like if you're going over the bridge on Hilton head, you would never know that was even there. Yeah. It's wild. Cause it's yeah. also massive. It's huge. <laughs> You gotta walk almost a mile to get to the first pond. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's, that's true. It's a it's a long walk, and I have biked it as well. I, I saw people with bikes when we were there, and I was like, "That's what we should have done." Had I known that it was gonna be that way, I would have had a bike. Yeah, the bike bike's the way to go, dude. It's uh it's legit though. I took Chris Montross there. We had a great time. Didn't see any snakes. It was kind of cold, um, but you know a lot of birds are out. It's a huge brooding area for a lot yeah. of brooding birds. And then I took Jack there. Um, he met up with me early morning one day when he was visiting uh, last year. And uh, we found, we actually found two legless lizards, uh, which were, were glass lizards, which were awesome, eastern glass lizards. Found two of those and then a little rat snake that was very, very under weight. Um, but it was a little baby. And, there was a ton uh, of gators when we were like there was one oh, pond yeah. it was a big one i've never seen that many gators in a single pond ever like it was nuts well, you, we walked, I, haven't, I haven't taken you to well, we walked, at the right time we <laughs> walked the perimeter of the whole thing and it was like literally like every like 10 feet there was a small gator hopping yeah. like taking off and it was it was wild yeah i gotta take you to donnelly during prime time dude because there's a i mean a ton of gators out there it's 
It's insane. There's a wildlife management area out uh, on Edisto that me and Katie went and walked um, when we were out there for our anniversary like two years ago. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to go hit that up and then hit up the Serpentarium if we can get the timing right for their when they're open. I'd actually be perfect. So what we can do is we can go out there super early, go herp around, whatever, go chill at the Serpentarium during the hotter hours. And go back out in the evening, road cruise. And do that would be a trip that'd be like I'd I'd want to just get like an Airbnb or something for a night. Yeah, it'd be pretty dope. I'm not against it. Go spend the night, spend the night on the Edisto Beach. Come on, boy. That'd be cool. I'm down. Should make that a thing for sure. Serpentarium's cool, man. It's been so long since I've been there. It's been oh god, it's probably been ten years since I've been there. It feels like it wasn't that long ago, but when I think about the timeline, I probably haven't been there since 2015. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Uh, I'd like to see how it's updated and what's changed for sure. Need to get him to start selling Fulvia stuff. <laughs> that would be sick, though, dude. <laughs> that's not. That's not. I don't think that's their demographic. People would be like, "It's definitely not." What the hell is this? Like, they wouldn't. But they have. They off. have a pretty big gift shop. Like their little area that you go in to pay, and yeah, they go into the you know the snake rooms. Like, you know, that's a really big gift shop. You know, that'd be that'd be pretty sick. Boone Hall. I know Boone Hall. That's, Boone? He was that's in Charleston. Charleston, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Kosicki was was vacationing and didn't even come down to wow. s- see us. Wow. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. But Tillman area and Ogatini pretty neat ones. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to I really, really want to find some king snakes in that area in Ogati and Jasper area. That's that, that is so you know we're talking about we talked about species earlier. That's the one species I do want to add in twenty four is some type of locality chain king. That's um, like the one thing that I'm like, yeah, I think that's that's a need this year. Uh, the Edisto ones, dude. Have you seen those? Oh my god, dude! I'll take those over the Outer Banks ones any day. Yeah, if I could catch some, that would be the ticket. I don't really like, I don't really want to buy any of those. I really don't want to buy any unless it's from somebody I really know, like really well and trust. Um, but I would love to find some Edisto Kings. So that's a, that's actually a big goal this year. Um, so what, what's your, like, do you have a species like goal for herping this year? Is that a, that a thing that, you know, you think um, I'd like to see either like any really any any rattlers. Pygmies would be really cool. But I'd be happy with I'd be happy with cane breaks. I'd be really happy with diamondbacks. Um just having never found a, a diamondback, you know, like yeah. it'd be so cool to see those in the wild, dude. Yeah. I really want to figure out who I need to get in contact with that's that's doing the study on them on Paris Island and be like I will help you for free. Like I will take off work and I will, I'll, I'll hold the flashlight for you the entire time. Like, I don't care. I just like, you don't even have to give me a hook. I just want to be there. I want to, I want to see him. That's it. So 
Yeah. No, that's uh, they, <laughs> unfortunately for that they have all the free help they need from college students, but it's it's cool, man. I got I did get to do that one time because I I had a buddy that was working that program. And that was the I still don't count it. You know, I've never talked about this before. I don't count it as like a lifer in the wild because we were tracking them, you know. Um, but still, just so freaking cool, man. We found a bunch that I mean, we tracked a bunch that day, probably like 10, 10 to 30. I want to say 13, 13 sticking in my head. Um, but that was that was really, really cool. Uh, I actually I, I bought that pygmy rattlesnake book um that phil was telling me about i finally just grabbed a copy yeah so it's not supposed to be here until the 25th when is that oh that's next thursday okay we'll see but um yeah i would pygmies man like that i think out of everything obviously corals yeah um a live one uh, <laughs> but pygmies man i just i don't know what it is about pygmies that i just i've got such a fixation on them that they're just they're so freaking cool like if i'm if katie says i can keep keep venomous again like that's the that'll be top top of the list would be some pygmies because i really don't want anything Big. crazy i don't want anything major i don't want anything huge pygmies would pygmies would would fill the fill the the need yeah. so might be able to get you on some pygmies this year you know like i said i told you i found that one um and hunt club um so we might be able to make that happen um if you come if you make a florida trip with me you can almost guarantee it to happen <laughs> yeah no like as far as herbing goes man for sure if i could find if we, if we could get down to harry's for like a weekend man like where he's at oh, i dude. think is like one of the best spots just in florida he's just in like the trifecta where everything sort of is yeah yeah. Dude, the Apalachicola National Forest is a, it's a different beast. And if we plan it right, that could be one of the best trips, like, ever. What like, would planning it right be, though? As soon as spring hits. I'm talking, like, man, obviously talk to Harry. He'll know better. But in my opinion, like, as soon as you start getting those 80-degree days, you know, regularly before it gets too hot, but it doesn't get too cold, um yeah that's that's prime time and the Apalachicola national forest is where it's at man if we're going down to harry's i'm going just to steal some of those leonis he's got <laughs> you're gonna be missing some of those but don't you don't you dare bring a hook into the national forest baby don't even don't even think about it that is no go when i did because i did a trip down there years and years ago i think it was 2018 i went down there for a weekend it was when i ended up in the tallahassee hospital it was great um kidney stones um but uh we dude we found i bet you we found in a weekend we probably found 30 pygmies i mean it was insane almost to the point we get out see it's a pygmy and be like all right back in the truck you know <laughs> like it was it was nuts dude um, but we went in kind of a weird time. I think it was like midsummer. It was stupid hot. Uh, but we found a ton of snakes out there. So I dev Harry's definitely on the list to go see in 24, no doubt. Um, but 
you got to come with me to Sky's neck of the woods too, man. Yeah, I, I want to go down there just to see Sky's stuff, man. Yeah, he's got so he's got some awesome animals, and he's got some really good herbs and cool spots. dirt bikes too. Apparently, well, he sold he sold the one I absolutely crashed, but he's got he's still got the got the two fifty. But yeah, Sean asked how is early October herbing on Hilton Head? So on Hilton Head itself, probably not great. Because a very large chunk of Hilton Head is developed, yeah, if not almost all of it. Um, but that's why, like the Pinkney Wildlife Refuge is there as you're going on to Hilton Head over that bridge. There's yeah. that wildlife refuge is 100 percent where to where to be. But I'd yeah. imagine early October, you'd probably you'd probably still have some pretty good good success. It really depends on the type of October we have. Um, if it's been semi warm and the day you go out is semi warm, probably gonna have really good luck. I've had very good luck in the later months. Um, it, like I said, it all just depends, you know, like I, I've those later months can be hit or miss because you'll have weeks to where it's 70 degrees, you know, 80 degrees during the day, and it's perfect you know it's prime time you know but the one you go out there on the wrong weekend it's 50 degrees and cold and it's just it's not great so it really just depends it can be very good though um in the general area and if you're in hilton head and it happens to be warm hit us up and you know might be able to do some beautiful stuff um the only spot i really have near hilton head is pygmy colony but we got some yeah. I mean, there may be some some like public park type things on Hilton Head, but off the top of my head, I honestly can't think of any. Um, there's, there's maybe one... Honey Hill. Do what? Like Honey, Honey Hill, Hill, where that that science yeah. center is. That's like a plantation that they've kept pretty wooded. There's one area that I cannot think of out there. I think that's what that's... it's called. It's not that one, but I know there's another one that's pretty still semi rural, you know, type of deal. Um, and I cannot think of the freaking. Boy, I do not miss those days of driving out of that FedEx. No. I mean, I still do it, but whatever. It sucks. Don't, don't be scared. I am scared. Dude, I've been doing it. I've, I've been having FedEx do pickups now for years years how many animals have i had issues with with as far as delays or anything like that or live you know issues upon arrival zero all it takes is one I don't know, i've been pretty fortunate though across the board with shipping and stuff since, yeah. since like the beginning that i really i think i've had like one box delayed and even then it wasn't like a major delay it was took like an extra day to get there rather than you know, overnight. I've never even had a delay, dude. I mean, I don't have any wood to knock. Oh, yeah, I do. It's right here. But, you know, I've never even had a delay with that, with shipping from our hub, um, luckily. But I'm very, you know, I'm so weird about shipping, man. Like, I always go to the hub. I always prefer hub pickup if possible. And I only ship during certain times of the year, you know, so... That may affect me a little bit more as far as sales and shit, but I I'm just weird about it, man. It's I hate, just such a drive. I hate shipping, dude. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't mind it. I've gotten to the point where I've done it so many times now that it's like it's it's really no big deal. But yeah, I just it's also like being smart and paying attention to you know how crazy is FedEx at the given time of year, not shipping during crazy times of year. Um, so like now, like now that we're halfway through January, like I'm I don't have any issue shipping, but usually from like middle of November to mid January, like I'm not shipping anything. It's not happening. No. Only thing right now for me is it's cold and man, I hate using those those heat packs, dude. Oh, I, just, I think it's also I, just a matter of being smart with those too. Absolutely, you got to be smart with those. Um, I just, I'd much rather ship when I don't have to put anything in there. That's <laughs> just my my preference. Not saying I won't, but I also don't keep those heat packs or cryo packs like stocked up. So yeah easier for me but whatever mm-hmm. but yeah any guests you want to have on the show this year there you got, a, you got a, a list together at all of i don't have a list mental list um i don't in one of my yes chris she's had all the way um but the one guy I'm, I'm trying to get on as soon as possible is uh, John Lohman. Um, he's a Palm Beach Colubrids. I really want to get him. him at Daytona. Yeah, really cool guy. Definitely want to get him on soon um, as soon as he's available. And that's other than that, I really haven't created much of a list, to be honest. It's been, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it, to be honest. So, but he's definitely on the docket as soon as he's available. Um, what about you? you? Got anybody in mind? Uh, so Chris and I really, 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 really want to see if we can pin down Trumbauer for a Cornstar show. Okay. Cause I am said. very anxious to talk to him just about the hunt club and like the heyday of the hunt club and that, you know, of all the things, I mean, granted, you could, I feel like you could do 10 episodes with him and probably still not cover all, you know, nearly enough. But if there was one thing where it's like, okay, I have two hours to talk to Craig, like I'm all talking about Hunt Club because I'm just curious. Like I want to yeah. know what it was like back in the day, you know? And uh, I think uh, Howie Sherman, I know Chris wants to get, get him on at some point. Um, what about on here, Smitty? On here, uh, come on, man! I would love to get Howie Sherman on here too, that, and Craig Trumbauer. I would love both of those guests. Is that Jake from State Farm? Yes, Jake from Snake Farm. <laughs> we should Actually, have Cross on again. Absolutely, that's I'm always down for that. Need to get Montross on again. That's a most definite. Um, Anybody who's listening, check out his episode with Colubra Corruption. Any episode. Joey D. Is dope as hell. So. I am planning cast episodes. Not like hard dates yet, but I have, like, I've already started talking to some people. It's sort of lining some things up a little bit where it's like, hey, I'm going to make this happen sometime in the next, like, month. All of a sudden, you're trying to breed chondros, and then you care about chondros again. Want to start off the pod? There was a lot of people that were <laughs> glad it was back. 
So, I, just, I know. Was, I just I, I got messages from people that were like, please bring it back because what we have currently is just not it. So I felt obligated. I felt a duty to resurrect it. Yeah. I don't know. Not bad. You can get ContraCast shirts on uh, FlowVisperial.com right now. I did a new logo, like made a new design and everything. Updated it. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can do a new logo for the ContraCast, but you can't do that. It was using the same... Look, I'm not even going to explain it to you. <laughs> not the same. Well, actually, I, I do want to pick your brain once we end this and see if when is the wonder is that getting announced at any point for why that's the last thing we're waiting on is the logo and i'm trying to figure out what we're doing for that but okay 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 jake's jake's cooking something up we're cooking something and it ain't meth it's definitely not that (laughs) but it's gonna be snake meth because you could be addicted Oh, I definitely uh like as far as on here like I I Tony for sure like oh dude yeah talking to Tony for like Fuck. three years about about making an episode happen and it's just one of those things where it's like hey man we should make that happen yeah absolutely let's do that and then it's like next year hey man we should we make that, that happen it's like yeah absolutely let's do it and then it's like another year and it just yeah yeah but I think what he was wanting to do was was for us to go out and like her. Yeah, and then do an episode sort of talking about that. But <clears throat> dude, I would, I would give. Oh my god, I'll give my left nut to freaking go herp with Tony, dude. Just the left one. Just the left. Why one. not the right, right one? Righty's mine. <laughs> the left one. is for sacrifice. <laughs> the right stays here. It's my good one, uh, dude. I would love to go herping with. That'd be so cool though, like to go herp with them and do a podcast about it. It'd be sick. I uh, I actually at the restaurant I work at. There's another server who uh, went out to Spring Island, you know, for school or something, and herped with Tony. And uh, they found, God, dude, they found like ten corn snakes. Oh yeah, dude, he's got know, like all this stuff, and they found a coral. Yeah, they flipped one. And some kid went to like go pick it up. <laughs> totally like lost his mind. Uh, not actually, because Tony's a very calm individual, but you know, th- there was a little urgency there. Um, so, but yeah, dude, you gotta, gotta make that. I saw Tony today. I was on Spring Island. Really? Yeah, I was on my, I was doing my route in Spring Island for work. I saw him go out. No, I actually have a bunch of inspections out there. Um, I got to go out there tomorrow actually too and finish it. But I saw him drive by in his, in his tundra. That's a, yeah. whatever it's called. The coastal kingdom on the sides. Yeah. Big logo on it. They just dropped. They have a new season that just started. They just dropped the first episode on YouTube. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, check that out. He talks about, um, I'll send you the link, but it, he talks about, like the it's like signature species of the low country part one and then the second episode i guess is part two but he talks about like the eastern king thing that he's doing on spring where he's like releasing babies but he's taking pictures of the head stamps 
so that when he finds Eastern Kings on this property they're releasing them, he can go back and see, like, okay, this is one that we hatched, like, because the head stamp pattern doesn't change. You know, it's yeah. the same. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I really, I'd love to get out there and see some some of those adult corns just firsthand and, uh, you know, that's one of those places where it's like, I'll never, even if I go out there somehow like alone, like I'll never collect anything out there. No, I a, never. That place is like magic. Never. Yeah, dude. I like, wouldn't even. Think I'd feel that. like I'd be, there's, there, you, it's, it's like a first class ticket to hell if you're, yeah. if you're going to take something out at spring, you know, so. Kalawasi. Kalawasi is a little different. If I find some yellow rats in Kalawasi. Saving it from the Ohioans at that they, point. They might, they might end up in a little stink bag. I don't know. But yeah, Kalawasi is just a bunch of. But spring, like spring's different because spring is a very yeah concerted effort to keep it natural. Yeah, it's it's more like a wildlife refuge that you can live on type of deal. It's like very half, like there's right? like uh, half of it. Half of it has like some houses and stuff, and then like the other half is just undeveloped. I don't. I've never really uh, like. I worked out there, but I never really explored out there. <laughs> I didn't like. I had my. No, I wanted to be at, and then that was it. Like I didn't. Not quite. There's, you know, it's basically a big circle with a bunch of side roads that go everywhere, and there's normally houses down every side road. But if you drive the main road and just go in the circle, you almost don't see any houses because it's very, very minimal clearing. You know, it's very yeah. Yeah. areas that aren't developed. You know, it's um, like out of my parents' place. Yeah, pretty much. There has to be certain amounts of like there has to be a certain number of feet between property lines that isn't yeah. cut down. Like you have to leave a certain amount of forest yeah, yeah. between property lines and stuff. And and the large majority are very big lots, you know, these mm -hmm. are two, three to five acre lots or bigger, you know, and it's you basically get enough clearing to have a small yard and build your house and that's it, you know. It's it's very and even then they promote like natural plants you know and all that good stuff you know pine straw for your yard and it's really it's a really cool place it's it's turned into it's definitely one of my favorite places to go inspect kalawasi i hate kalawasi with every bone in my freaking body because i just have contractors out there that are pain in my ass but Spring Island's a lot easier, and there's not quite as much development out there. I probably have 20 inspections on Spring Island alone currently, which is mind-boggling because these are multi-million-dollar houses that are going out there. But you know, um, so that's really cool. But I found a hog nose on Spring Island a few years ago. It was really dope. Daryl sending me pictures of his raccoon. <laughs> Look at that little guy. He's just hanging out. So he's not bad now, but I'll never 100% trust him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Got my eye either. on you, Poncho. I wouldn't either. Oh, Ponchi. I love how they just sit with their legs all splayed out. Yeah. Raccoons are cool, man. I don't trust them. But... Yeah. Um, so, Tony for sure. Um. I've got like a sort of a mental list of some other people I definitely plan on having on. Um, I need to put more thought into it. I just it's, haven't. Yet. It's mostly like timing, sort of the 
because yeah. some people have been on other shows. Like Kayla was just on CCR recently, and I really want to want to have her on one of the shows, whether it's this or Snakes and Stogies. Um, uh, I just like when someone's on like another show. I try to give it a you know a couple weeks before right. you know we circle back to that. But yeah, um, I'd love to get Matt on, man. You know, I know, I know. he's I know he's busy as a bee, but. I would love to get Matt on for an episode on here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's going to be a stretch. But your buddies with Matt, go ahead and hit him up. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of scheduling. And I know in the Cornstars chat, uh, JT and them have, have wanted us to get some international people on. Yeah. Um, and I told him, I was like, you know, the only only issue with that is just time zones and schedules is, is kind of yeah. the only, only hurdle if we can get get that figured out then it's no big deal but like i feel like australia it's actually easier to get people in australia on right than it is in like europe and and like south africa and stuff because at least like right now it's daytime over there like it's not that late in the day so it's it's easy to do you just got to get the days right right you know with something like the uk right now it's like 2 a.m not even no more than that it's it's like early, early morning. It's like maybe three or four a.m. actually, but so that just makes it a little more difficult. And that's I got to give props to Phil and Nipper for they've been they doing a lot of international people. And I, know I mean, Phil, they're in, they're international themselves. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I know Phil like that's Phil's schedule is going to be the the weirdest one there because he's going to be the one doing shows like middle of the day. But, yeah, yeah. Michael uh, Gillen mentioned Cody Joe. Uh, definitely, he sent me a, a couple of people that that we need to hit up. Um, a lot of people in Canada, man, that just don't get enough don't get enough props. Yeah. So, got to make that happen. Um, my can my Canadian cousins from Wisconsin. Basically, I don't. Cousin. They're not, they're not gonna claim you. <laughs> no, they're not. They're gonna okay. be like, dude, you ain't our cousin. Get out of here. They take us. They they take us over Minnesotians or whatever they are. Minnesotians. I don't know what they're called. It's Minnesotans. No. Minnesotans. Minnesotians. Wisconsin. We're Wisconsinites. So. It's because there's no other way to say it without sounding. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. But Wisconsin's the best state. Are you ready for Daytona? Dude, I'm always ready for Daytona, bro. I'm already itching. I want it so bad. Should I vend? Yes. I don't even have to think about that. Absolutely. Because I'm telling you, dude, because this is why. Okay, look. When people go to a reptile show, they want to get something, you know, just to say, I got this at Daytona, you know, something that isn't crap. Sometimes, sometimes (laughs) those people aren't prepared to take home an animal. Okay. You know, they don't want to take home an animal. Instead, they get a bag full of stickers. They see, yeah, a bag. They want stickers. They get some artwork from Adeline. And then, oh, what's this? t-shirts with a bunch of snakes on them what is it who is this fulvius apparel what's a fulvius that's a cool shirt 
Let me get that shirt. Let me get one for my kid. Let me get one for my wife. Let me get one for me. Come on, man. I'm telling you. You would slay. Ball pythons. Ball pythons. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, dude. So my, I mean. Absolutely, you should bet. It just, it pains me. Because the thing, so it's not even necessarily a matter of like getting everything together to do it. It's the fact that I am then tied to a table the whole weekend. You have me. You, I feel like you just forget no, that I exist. Not like not tied behind the booth, but the fact that it's like if I want to go do something in the middle of the day on Saturday, I can't. I, I I'll watch the booth. I'm like, gonna be I, no, I mean, like, if I want to go do something for like three hours. I got you. Say I want to go get stung by a jellyfish at the beach. There's plenty of time after to do that. I can't just. Oh. Smitty's gone. Marco. Back. Marco. I'm back. No, I'm not. Polo. There you are. Hello, Marco. Polo. What were you saying? Oh, I was, I was saying there's plenty of time to do that. There's plenty of daylight after. But you're going to be at the show anyways. When do you leave? That's, in yeah, the, that's true. When do you leave in the middle of the show to get stung by a jellyfish? You shouldn't even like the beach. It's the principle. Maybe I, maybe I, yeah, I don't want to go to the beach. Yeah, I don't want to go swim at the beach. And I don't want to get stung by a jellyfish. But the fact that I don't have the option to be able to go do that. But you, that's what I'm saying. You do. If you're like, hey man, I'm gonna need a break in a little bit. I'll go, I'll go beep bop around a little bit and I'll say, all right, I just need a pretzel. Yeah, go then go get a pretzel. Take 20 minutes in the line to go get a pretzel, go outside, eat it, smoke a little cigar, and your old old buddy old pal sit there and man the booth. I'm gonna pocket every shirt that I sell, but it's you know, you can't pocket the shirts, you have to give the shirts to the people. I'll pocket the money from the shirts that I sell. But you know, that's you know, that's fine. I don't know. The, I mean, the reason I'm I I'm asking is because I'm, I'm if I'm going to do it, I need to make up my mind like now because registration is going to open here soon. So yes. I sort of have a game plan together if I do do it. You should probably go ahead and start printing stuff <laughs> if you're going to do it. That's no, I I mean I I figure all that out after I decided that it was for sure happening. Oh, that's what I mean. Like once you know if it's for sure happening, that's what you want to go ahead and start stockpiling stuff so you're not in a rush last minute to print, you know, two hundred shirts. No, it wouldn't be the case. That would be something that I'd slowly work on yeah. over the course of the next, you know, seven months or whatever, but so I'm saying <sighs> then it's trying to figure out what to what to take. If I did a booth, like I already in my head I'd how I'd have it set up and stuff. Yeah. But it'd be know. easy. I know like overall it would be it would be good. Overall it would be it would be smart in terms of just like getting it out there more. Um not only that, but you would you'd almost sell out, dude. I'm telling you. Easy. You'd sell so many shirts. <clears throat> Everybody loves t-shirts, especially reptile people. <clears throat> so 
you go on Fulvius and see which shirts have sold the most, or you might already know what shirts have been the most popular. Bring a bulk of those, bring some extras, you know, have like, you know, pick out six designs, you know, even four or five that you want to bring and just bring a pile of those. It's not that simple. It is that simple. You're making it more difficult. No, it's not. Let me let me explain to you. Please explain this to okay. me. Ball Python and Crested Gecko shirts. Okay. S- okay, Motron. Sell like hotcakes. I'm going to bring you a freaking Creed shirt if you keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, bring it, you bring have, it you have it a design, right? Yeah. It's a bestseller. Mm-hmm. It comes in like three colors. Yeah. But you have sizes small to like 5X. Split that up evenly. Good luck. You don't have to split it evenly. In my brain, I do. Well, stop. The na- So the name of the game is... I'm the only one watching someone has to mess with you. Yeah, it's fair. You might be the only one watching on Facebook. I feel like there might Probably, be because <laughs> who watches on Facebook anymore? <laughs> Chris is watching from the old folks home on Facebook, guys. <laughs> don't don't do my boy like that. Don't do my boy like that. Um but yeah, but no, you I need to, what I was gonna say. Thanks a bunch, Montross. You need to bring <laughs> he says little middle finger emoji. <laughs> But you need to bring like the most pot. Yeah, bring a grandkids are teaching them how to use emojis now. That's nice. Oh my god, progress is being made. But you need to bring like a couple of like the odd sizes. You know, the five XLs. Oh, I mean, like size wise, I know for sure. Like for anyone who's who's wondering, your larges and your extra larges are going to be your two most popular sizes. So if you're going to load up on shirts. Load up heavier on those than anything else because in my experience, like across the board, doesn't matter what it is, larges and extra larges are the most popular or most common, I guess I should say. Yeah. So. And Chris, you can watch it from Facebook or YouTube. It doesn't matter. Justin's just an asshole. It's not on C-SPAN. I don't even know what that is. Chris does. <laughs> you can watch this right after you're done watching Murder She Wrote or Mash. <laughs> Mash was a great show. You shut your whore mouth. And Golden Girls? No. What? Just Ven, just do it. Who cares? Stop being a wuss. I'm not being a wuss. You're being a wuss. I just see the okay. wuss. Let me explain it. So, oh, like, you that's already that, explained it. Oh, that weekend is like a major sort of vacation and break for me. And so that's why I see vending and having to like babysit a table the whole both days. Just kind of like, I don't know. Like, I don't Let me play you the world's smallest violin i'm old maybe i like to go take a nap maybe i want to what are you do you got your inhaler dying got your vape no i don't smoke anymore 
Oh, that's right. You got the weird little pouches yeah. that are probably worse for you than all that stuff. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Yeah, medium's probably the, the third most common size. Anything above XL and below a medium is, is where you're going to be sitting on that inventory. And that is sort of the, the big, the big trouble. Like you want to, the object of the game is to be as accurate with your inventory as possible to where you're not having to go home with a bunch of it. You're going to go home with a bunch of it regardless. That's false. Going to happen. Well, then there's, I mean, would you rather bring too much or too little? Too much for sure. I don't know though. No, because you also, if you say, "Hey, I'm sold out," people will be like, "Man, these must have been really popular." I'll be sure when I had the chance. Yeah, but then that's one less shirt sale. It's if not because I can just tell them they can sell, order it online. If you sell too much, yeah, but dude, there's there's a huge difference. People are here and now. Okay, people, there's this little thing called instant gratification that we as humans love. I'm unfamiliar with it. What is it? It's buy it right now. Have it in my possession. It's in front of me. But if I got to order it, that means I got to wait. I got to pay for shipping. Yada, yada, yada. What do, you, what do people do when they have to buy something the other 364 days of the year, 63 days of the year? Some people are okay with it. But that's the thing. If it's right there in front of them, easier yourself. And then the other thing is if you have leftovers, you have extra inventory, you just go home and sell yeah, it. Where am I going to put that? In your garage where you put everything. Why else. would I put it in there? Then it'll smell like cigars and get covered in dust. Well, whose fault is that? Mine. Exactly. I don't know. We'll see. Stop being a wuss. Not being a wuss, trying being to be smart. Being a wuss, because it wouldn't be just the shirts. I'd have like the mugs and the the, the uh, tumblers and all the other stuff. Well, see, that's on you. Hopefully, by then, I mean, I better by then have all my ducks in a row to be able to get that stuff cranked out regularly. I don't know. Stop breathing in the mic like a creep. I can't hear myself, so I don't know when I'm breathing into the mic. But people will buy it at a reptile show a lot faster than if they have to order it. It's also boom. It's all out of excitement of a reptile show. Yeah, I mean, I get That's that because a lot I, of people they just a place for impulse buying. Buy something, you know, like they see all these snakes that they want. And they can't buy a snake because. For this reason or another, but oh look, there's a shirt right here with that snake on it. A shirt Next with a ball thing. python on it. Sign me up. Sign me up. No Come one on. buys the ball python shirts. No, of course not. But they'll buy other shirts. Buy cool shirts. That's the other thing. Somebody comes in there with a family, kid wants a snake. Oh, let's go get a shirt instead. Buys whole Then I have family. to carry youth sizes. Buys the whole family shirts. Then I've got to have you sizes on hand. Kids are big nowadays. Just carry smalls. It'd be all right. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. When I bought that hog nose from Exotic Fire Hogs, Eslin, he gave me a shirt when I bought it. 
And I thought that was just I was awesome. spending that much on a hog. I'd hope I, I was, got a shirt. I was too. so happy that he gave me that shirt. I was like, dude, that's awesome. Thank you. You need to ask him where he gets it and tell him to talk to me. Make him a deal. I love I love his shirt. I, I love that shirt. It's great. What shirt. do you, what did he print him on? What kind of shirt is it? I don't know. What's the tag? T-shirt guru. I don't know. It's in my room somewhere. Fine. And look at the tag. I just saw it was an awesome shirt, and I was like, hell yeah, another reptile shirt. Because guess what, dude? If there's, if there's one thing reptile keepers love, other than reptiles, it's reptile shirts. Okay. Stop being a wuss. Not being Just a wuss. Do it. You're being a wuss. Just do it. I did. Uh, it was funny that I I did just clean out my closet and purge a lot of stuff that I just never wear. And now I was going through my shirts this morning to find a work shirt. And it's like literally nothing but Fulvia shirts at this point. Like every damn shirt. And it's like work shirts. And then Fulvia's work shirt. Fulvia's work shirt. Like it's ridiculous. You were cleaning it just out made me closet. laugh. That's right. Listen to the prophet Jake. Jesus. That's right. Don't don't encourage him. The prophet Jake says Green Bay is gonna win on Saturday and you need to bend. See now if I was smart, I'd do it like MTV spring break and have the, the fucking shirt cannon and like <laughs> shoot him out. <laughs> you can rent those, you know that? Dude, that would be sick. Dude, Steven rented one for that Sandbar concert, and he was like, shoot him from across the sandbar. Dude, what you could do is while everybody's waiting in line, have like a few freebies while everybody's waiting in line first thing in the morning, just run out there in like a Speedo. You know, start firing off shirts. Why a Speedo? Because why not? I don't think I could walk into that place with the, the shirt cannon on my back. I think they'd be like, dude, this is... Dude, get the police, it. The police, police would would tackle me quick. So you just get it cleared from what's that his thing name? Freaking kill somebody! If you That'd be awesome. Dude. Shoot, it in the air. Shoot it in the air. Pow! That'd be sick, dude. Come on. Come in playing Def Leppard and like. <laughs> ACDC. I got a. I got a capsicle into these warlocks shirt cannons. Dude, that'd be so sick. That'd be so awesome. Well, there's a whole line of people out there to start aircannons.com. Start firing off t-shirts. Be awesome, dude. $675. Barrel length is 12 inches. Distance up to 150 feet. Easy. And then for a grand, you can go up to 250 feet with an 18-inch barrel. You can shoot two shirts at a time. And then there's the twister. Twister. Twister 325 for 1795, 325 feet, 24 inch barrel, can shoot three shirts at a time. Venue type concerts, racetracks, sporting events. And then there's the Hurricane 400. Oh my God. This is a distance of 400 feet. This is like straight up. You shoot someone with this point blank and they're done. (laughs) It's like John Wilkes Booth. Like you're hitting the dirt. It's like one of those 28 uh, inch barrel shoots four shirts at a time. Venue type NBA, NFL, NASCAR, MLB. It's like one of those. You uh, can try before you buy. It's like one of those beanbag shotguns, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Riot. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That'd be sick, dude. But all you need is the cheap one. Just rent one for the weekend and start firing off shirts, dude. That'd be so sick. Do you want to test an air cannon before you buy? Only hosting <laughs> just, an event. I just and want to test, the answer. I just want to test one for giggles and shit. Air cannons are pretty addictive. You can rent an air cannon by the week for as little as two ninety five plus shipping. Dude, easy. Come on, man. I feel like I get in trouble with it though. I just just clear it with one. Someone would get whoever it. The guy's name that runs date that owns Wayne. Daytona, Wayne. Yeah, just clear it with Wayne, dude. I'm telling you, while everybody's out there waiting in line, just start firing off a few T-shirts with the rental. An air cannon of your choice will be shipped to you in a protective case and includes three unfilled CO2 tanks. Once filled, you'll get between twenty to forty-five launches from one full tank. We use the same kind of tanks you use in the in paintball. You can fill the tanks to your local sporting goods or paintball fields slash shop. You can also get customized Yo, logo awesome. panels, t-shirts, and other types of ammo for your air cannon rental. <laughs> Chris said it would be good for the auction crowd, dude. Just go out there in the middle of the crowd. Yeah. Oh, look, and he switched to YouTube. <laughs> what a nerd. Way to stick to your guns there, Montross. You rebel. I break Jesus. So to rent it for a week is two hundred ninety-five dollars for the Breeze one hundred and fifty, which is the the. That's all you need, dude. Tier. All you need. But shipping is forty-five dollars each way. I'll pay for one of the shippings if you do it. Squall two hundred and fifty is the Twister three twenty-five, and the Hurricane four hundred <laughs> is six hundred dollars for a week. All you need is the little one, dude. Just start firing them off. Yeah, but I mean, at three hundred bucks for the week, when I could just buy one for six seventy five, I mean, I'm it makes fully, more sense to buy at that point. I'm fully into you buying one, like I'm down, dude. As long as you let me shoot it, like that'd be sick, dude. Oh, we gotta read more about safety. <laughs> nope, we don't need that. Air cannon safety. We don't cut corners <laughs> when it comes to safety. Chris just responded to watching both videos. <laughs> you won't find any plastic Lexan PVC or any kind of plastic barrel here. All air cannons are made of 6061 high-grade aircraft quality aluminum or steel. We have multiple safety features which provide for operator and spectator safety. Oh, my God. Surely there's like a what happens if I get shot by this thing section. I could probably go on YouTube and find out how to make one of these, though, too. It can't be that. It can't be any different than a potato gun. I was, I was literally about to say, just find a potato gun and start fucking. Like, I could make one of these out of PVC. Dude, honestly, you don't even need one. Like, just hand me, like, an armful of shirts. I'll go out there and start, start chucking them. Oh, what if we got, like, one of those water balloon slingshots? Yeah, dude, that's people, perfect. People hold it. We'll just. Pow. That'd be sick, dude. I'm telling you, that would be so cool, dude. While people are waiting in line at Daytona, start launching shirts. That'd be awesome. Have a little business card and the rubber band that's around it. But they make custom air cannons. Do you have a novel idea for your air cannon design? We specialize in custom air cannons. 
even if your concept is completely off the wall, chances are we can build it for you. So I want a flamethrower attached to mine. <laughs> Custom air cannons typically start at $3,500. I think we just need to ditch the air cannon Dude. thing and probably some slingshots. Johnsonville, the people that make like the breakfast sausage, they made one that make looks like a legit like old-timey cannon. With wheels and everything. Chris said that would be dangerous Dangerous in the back veranda. You guys would be launching everything at night. <laughs> yeah, that'd be something that'd have to stay in the room locked up because I feel like Jason Keller has his hands on it. Who knows what kind of horrible shit he put in that thing. Ah, oh, dude, I go up to the hotel yeah, room, just start, beer snipe, in there. start sniping people from the hotel room. <laughs> that'd be horrible. That'd be awesome, dude. There's so many perks to doing this, man. I mean, the I last really, the I have a very hard time believing they would allow that in the venue. That's what I'm saying. We just need to you go. Can put we just need. To, we just need to go with either me launching them by arm, or we can get one of those slingshots. It's like, yeah. someone's gonna get hit, and then someone's gonna see Wayne. It's a shirt, dude. People sue for the stupidest stuff. See, we start throwing shirts into the crowd. People are going to go nuts. You don't need to purchase ammo from air cannons. Any type of shirt will work. The shirts simply need to be rolled up and have a rubber band placed around them to hold the roll. However, when you purchase t-shirts from us, we'll, we roll and shrink wreck them for you for free. Are air cannons safe to operate? <laughs> take action first play innocent last <laughs> it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission fair enough exactly but enough about the air cannons we'd probably be putting jellyfish in it or something oh god but enough about those regardless you need to bend I'll go throw shirts into the crowd it'll be awesome stress balls and they See. have colored colored powders you can add so you can not only hit somebody with a t-shirt, but you can also blind them blind for life. <laughs> Potato cannon for t-shirts, cheaper option. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But dude, you ever seen one of those potato cannons like really launch a potato? Oh yeah, dude. There's like the heat behind that shit, dude. That'd be sick. I'm telling you, just get homemade me out. shirt cannon. I'm afraid if I look up homemade shirt cannon on YouTube, like the FBI is going to show up in my house. Wow. How to make and a t-shirt cannon. Let's let's drop the whole t-shirt cannon thing and move on from that because we're we're at our we're at dude. Our there's plenty long. of plenty of ways to make your own. I'm sure there's a ton of ways. My dad's an engineer. He could totally do this. My old man's television repair man. I can fix it. This guy's shooting bee babies out of his. <laughs> like it. Weaponized beanie babies. <laughs> the bleacher reacher bro. <laughs> Quick. He grabbed the bleacher reacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
start launching Mobius Barrel Beanie Babies at everybody. <laughs> oh my god. I can't. Oh Jesus. Think fast, kid. <laughs> I'm gonna oh look into god. this. We'll see. Regardless, we need like some way to just like throw shirts into the crowd. I mean, you Probably. have two arms. That's what I just I've been telling you that for the last 10 you minutes. Pretend to be Aaron Rodgers. I would oh. pretend to be Jordan Love. Because is that the is that the flavor of the week? Point. No, it's our new quarterback. That's the flavor of the week. It's not the flavor of the week. It's the flavor of the next 15 years. Yeah, okay. Sir. Until he breaks a nail. Oh, we need a new one. Dude, don't start with me. Just don't. Just don't. Just saying hockey players like get punched in the face and they don't they're still in the game. They're like missing teeth and they're still like, I'm good. Yeah, there's a lot of football players like that too. I, I football love player the football player tears a little Achilles tendon and it's like a big <laughs> deal. He's gotta stop everything. Achilles Achilles heel and he can't God gave you two. Suck it up, Aaron. No, I'm kidding. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's the horrible dude. You I, literally saw you saw the I know, dude. No. Stepped up just like, uh, like you just saw it like extend and it was like, oh god. That's horrible. I don't like it. See, this episode. What's up? Yeah. Well. Football. Football. This episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram, blackboxcages.com. Get yourself a rack. Get yourself a cage. Start shopping for that tax season money. Use code THN at checkout. Get 10% off your order. Save yourself even more and select the pickup option if you are in the general southeast area or within the vicinity of North Georgia. Um, makes life a lot easier. Save a lot of money. So. Yeah, me and Smitty make the trip every year. It's a four and a half hour drive for us, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's great. SteveSnakesRate.com and the Venom Hot Sauce. Get the whole set. You won't be disappointed either with those. FullVisApparel.com. Get yourself a shirt. Don't be naked. Don't make it weird. Stay clothed. But look good. And it'd be one of the most comfortable shirts you may ever own. It is. Because I print them on those ring spun cotton shirts, not that not that scratchy baseline Gildan five thousand stuff. Sixty four thousands. Kayla's sometimes important company. Kayla steals mine all the time, so you know they're good. Yeah, if that's that's like the ultimate test. It's like yeah. if your wife or girlfriend steals it constantly, it's a good shirt. It's a good shirt. Good shirt. For sure. Yes. Uh we'll be back for Snakes and Stogies on Monday. Um, for some reason, I think we had something lined up, but I don't remember off the top of my head right now. So, either way, thank you, everybody. We will you see y'all later. Appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Shut up. She isn't real. <laughs> not hundred percent. She's not real. Oh my god! Because Chris probably didn't didn't see her either. He didn't. But yeah, not real. Point. Not a real person. Beside the point. She's real. I should have had her come in today. Just to prove a life or something. Like blink twice if you're being held against your will. Like something.
Goodbye, everybody. Good night.